Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and good morning. Welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by my good buddy, from down under Brent Neckersley, we are here to break down this September 25th slate. It is a wonderful Friday. We're recording this the night before. It is uh, Thursday night as we are recording this, right around 10, 20 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time during this wonderful Laker game that we got going on. But uh, we're bringing you guys this show under some technical difficulties. So recording this a little later than we normally would start. Uh, I got to give credit to my buddy Bratton over there battling through his issues and (laughs) making it work regardless to provide some content. Uh, You know, I even offered to go solo. He said, nope, uh, I did the research. I got the info. I'm here. So we're we're, we're ready to break this thing down. But how are you doing, buddy, other other than these technical difficulties? Yeah, it was a fun start to the the show, but we're here and we're rolling. And yeah, man, we we haven't done this for a week or more. So uh, what do we have? uh, Friday, I got just pulled in 15 different directions with work obligations and and the, the pod before that we normally do we didn't have a game so yeah man i couldn't let you go solo again no way i know man i'm, I'm out here missing you uh you know <laughs> I, I even said it you know something wasn't something wasn't feeling right and then you know, i checked it and i was like ah it's thursday that means i get to do a show with uh, my buddy brenton because it's his friday <laughs> So that's it. Uh, <laughs> I'm fired up, man. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back. So uh, we got a lot of good stuff to get into. A uh, couple games. We're going to touch on both slate guys, just like we always do. Uh, we'll touch on the showdown very briefly. We'll power through that, and then we'll transition right into the two-day, two-game slate. Uh, we have to see because this might be one of the last two-game slates we have, depending on what Miami uh, does in this one. So um, we'll have to we'll have to monitor that and keep our eyes on that. Well, I guess not until until the other series comes, but uh, we'll have to keep our eyes on that, and monitor it, and see what's uh, see what's going on with it. But before we jump into anything, gotta give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors, and you've probably heard us talk about it. And Brent, I'm excited to talk about this with you. Uh, because I'm going to be diving into Australia after this, and our presenting sponsor, ExpressVPN. Uh, and I don't know if you if you know what ExpressVPN is, Brent. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Oh, look at that! I love it. You and Santino. See, I was I was a little bit of a, I guess, a naive to it uh, prior to them becoming a sponsor. Read into them a little bit, checked them out, and I'm like, hold on, wait a second. You're telling me I can get all these shows from other countries. Uh, and that's exactly what it is. It literally hides your IP address and allows you to change your location. So I've been watching Doctor Who. That's been my show for the past uh, about past two weeks. Uh, been binging it 
pretty often, and I just switch my IP address to the UK. Uh, you can switch to 100 different countries, and I, I bet Australia is on there. Uh, and you can literally get any kind of, uh, whether it's Hulu, uh, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, Netflix, like I just said. You can do any one of them, and you can watch it on any single uh, outlet, whether it's your phone, your media console, smart TV, iPad, you name it. And, you know, there's a lot of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is the fastest. Uh, there's no buffering. There's no lag. There's HD. It's all the great stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm going to probably journey over to Australia. So if you have any uh, any shows on Netflix over there, Brent, that you're looking into, that you love, that you watch, that you recommend, let me know, man, because I'm going to I'm going to find my way over there pretty soon. Man, I'll, I'll have a think about it. But the one thing to keep in mind with that uh, VPN is uh, Australian rules football. We're, we're about to walk into finals. Um, we, you know, we call our uh, playoffs finals. So uh, we start the final series uh, the weekend coming up. And, uh, yeah, get yourself onto the Australian uh, IP address and come check out some Australian rules football. You won't be disappointed. I tell you what, uh, it hasn't been on ExpressVPN. It's been on, I think it was like YouTube or something. But I've been watching Master Chef Australia. I'm a big, oh, yeah. I'm a big, sh- big cooking show type of guy. I love my Master Chefs, my Top Chefs, my, uh, you know, uh, Nightmare Kitchens, uh, all, all of those. I'm all about all those. So, uh, you know, I, I can see myself getting on there for some more, some more Australian cooking shows. Um, is it? Do do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to sound naive, and this may sound idiotic. Uh, but have you tried kangaroo? I hear I hear you guys actually eat it down there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, I got to ask you, what does it taste like? Was it gamey or is it? I wouldn't call it gamey. It's a little stronger than say a beef or a lamb. It's definitely a stronger kind of um, outback kind of flavor, I guess you'd call it. It's not for everybody, but I like it. Um, you, you put a decent sauce on it, and it's absolutely beautiful. You got to cook it right. It's easy to to um, make kangaroo too tough to eat, so you just cook it slow and low. Uh, and and add some sauce and and yeah it's pretty good man. Oh, that's on uh, that's on the list of things to try. I've had some weird stuff, you know, uh, you know, I've had crocodile or alligator over here. I've had yeah. you know venison, deer, you know, I've I, a few other weird ones that you know probably aren't top of the mind of a lot of people. But what um, about emu? I've never. That's another one. I would actually. You know what? I have had emu. I lied. I've had emu chili. Is what I've had. There you go. So uh, there's there's a thing in uh, Massachusetts, uh, you know, probably about an hour and a half from where I live. It's called the Big E. It's called the it stands for the Big Exposition, and it's probably the best place on earth because it's all of the most disgusting and best foods that you can ever imagine grouped <laughs> up into one big expo where it's probably you know a mile or two wide. Uh, it just tons of food stands and shopping stands, and you know me and my my girlfriend and I we go up there for like two days. Uh, every year this year it was unfortunately canceled due to covid uh but every year we go up there we get a hotel room we we spend two days and we just gorge um and that's where i've had the emu chili so i have had it it was delicious man it was delicious yeah we got a lot of different stuff down here um you know i'm pretty sure i've seen camel on on menus down here as well because we do have camel farms in australia so there's another one for you Uh, i see now now i've always wanted to travel down there uh, Australia's, you know, been one of those, uh, destination spots I've always wanted to go to. Uh, and now I think just for the food, it's, you know, making me even more jealous. Uh, the one thing is I don't like the spiders, man. I, I hear you guys got oh, big spiders. Dude, I have arachnophobia. Um, I'm the guy that, you know, grown man, you know, calls my girlfriend in the room. 
I am exactly the same, Mike. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) And I have to live here in this country where you, in my state in South Australia, the the most common big spider is called a huntsman. Um, And that's big enough that those ones scare the crap out of me. They're too fast. (laughs) Just run across the wall and I go running screaming like it sounds like you do. But you you go to other states like Queensland and they're as big as your hand and bigger. Oh, no. no, We're good with that. No, No, man. It's uh, the only good part about living in the Northeast. It gets cold enough to kill all the big spiders for the most part, uh, and I don't, I don't have to see too, too many. Uh, but we'll get, we'll get this, we'll get this back on the rails, man. Yeah, man. So sure. that was, uh, no, man. I, I could talk about my fears and phobias all day. Believe me, there's, there's probably plenty, but they're mostly surrounding spiders. But uh, we'll jump right into this, brother. We got Miami versus Boston. We're gonna start off with this showdown slate. This game's coming in at a two thirteen over under with Boston. Uh, somehow still being favored by three and a half points, even though they are down in the series. Uh, I don't know if that's because of the return of Gordon Hayward, but if I'm a betting man, I think Miami closes this one out. So uh, we'll start with the showdown. I'll pass it over to you. Looking at Miami, we have a ton of decent and good options to choose from. Uh, but do does anybody on Miami stand out as the guy that you'll be using as your captain? Uh, look, probably off the top is Goran Dragic. Um 12-3 for captain spot still allows you to get, you know, a couple of other decent guys in around him or studs in around him if you want. Um, and and probably the other guy I'd be looking at is Tyler Hero, Hero who's just on fire. You know, we all saw what he did in um, in game four. He's just a fearless young man and uh, love, loving uh, watching him play and evolve uh, basically in this bubble and these playoffs. He, he's, he's amazing. I, I'll... Probably flick between those two if I'm choosing a Miami captain. Yeah, I'm with you. If those the, you hit the nail on the head. Those are the two guys I'm actually looking at uh, as my captain right now. Uh, like I just said, I'm, I'm anticipating Miami closes this series out. Uh, and if that's the case, I'm going to want to play some Miami guys. I, I don't mind Butler, but I always prefer Bam. I generally don't spend up in the captain spot when I'm looking at showdown slates. I want to get more studs, um, especially when we're talking playoff. During the regular season, it's a little bit different. Rotations are a little bit deeper. Uh, you have a better chance at hitting at one of those low-owned guys that can just you know, crack his upside. You don't see that as often in playoffs just simply because uh, those super low-owned guys are usually playing about nine minutes. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you. I think Dragic and Hero make perfect sense. I think a lot of people are going to lean Hero, and I don't blame them. I've been probably conducting the Hero train since the bubble started. I've been a big fan of this kid. Uh, been following him since high school. I think this kid can ball. You know, he's looking like getting comps like Devin Booker. Uh, when he initially came in, I thought, you know, Gordon Hayward and then the Devin Booker comparison with the Kentucky and everything. But uh, this dude's paving his own lane right now, and he's just an absolute stud, man. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I was talking to Santino the other day, and I said, uh, you know, if we had to redraft, I'm taking him over Barrett. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, start of the season, he he was kind of, I don't know, he he wasn't paving his way that well, and there was a fair bit of talk on some of the Australian-run podcasts over here about, you know, what does this guy actually think he's doing out there? He's he's taking bad shots and and you know making a mess of things for himself. But I tell you what, I, I was uh, joking with Santino on on Twitter. I think it was last night, just saying, you know, if there if is there an award for the most improved inside one season, it's got to be. Tyler Hero, he's just just come out of nowhere and is blowing blowing the competition apart. It's fantastic to see. He's confident, and that's the the number one thing I I think you you notice in certain players, especially when they're young and they're going to be difference makers. Is you know everybody can ball. You're in the NBA, you have skill, no doubt about it. You know, obviously some guys are a little better than others, but 
Uh, this kid is oozing confidence, and I think that's the most important thing. And when you get a, you know, a guy like Jimmy Butler, who you know uh, is a locker room guy, is a leader, is, is a guy that holds his teammates to high standards, and he's backing you and has confidence in you, uh, it's, it's hard not to have it in yourself. So um, well, I'm with Butler. Butler showed, guys. Sorry, mate. But Butler showed up to practice wearing a Heroes cool jersey. <laughs> I saw that, man. Very cool. Uh, I love it, man, and I, I love the the camaraderie between these two guys. I actually, I think I quote tweeted that, and I said it, it, it's awesome to see. It's still not on uh, the Toby Bobby level for me with uh, Tobias Harris and Boban. Not that kind of teammate love just yet. Uh, I'm hoping they get there, but uh, they're a great group of guys. I, I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan. He's been one of my favorite players since he was a rookie, uh, and Tyler Hero is kind of right in that category. He's kind of working his way up there. Uh, but let's continue talking. We have we have Bam, we have Jimmy. I, I kind of gave by piece. I prefer Bam over Jimmy. But what's your take? Do you prefer one of those guys over the other? Oh, absolutely. In, in this series, it's Bam. Um, even for the extra, what is it, $600 in the captain spot. If you're going to go big, you go with Bam. Um, Jason Tatum on the other side makes it pretty hard to fit uh, pieces in around him at 15-9, I think he is. Where is he? Yeah, 15-9. So that makes it pretty tough. Uh, I, I'd probably... If you're going to pay up for anyone as your captain in this in this um, showdown, it'll be it'll be Bam for me over Jimmy. Absolutely. And uh, the only other two guys I'm really looking at on Miami would be Jay Crowder and Duncan. And at this point, uh, I was leaning more Duncan over Jay for the past few days and past few games. But uh, you know, prices are getting close enough where I'm back on the Crowder bandwagon over Duncan. Uh, $800 difference in the utility spot for the showdown slate. That's close enough for me if I have the money just to lean Crowder over Duncan Robinson. Um, but I wouldn't knock you if you want to dunk, play Duncan in tournaments. I think Crowder's probably the safer cash game option. I think Crowder's probably safer in both formats, to be honest, Mike. Um, yeah, Duncan's, you know, he has his big night where he hits six threes, and, and that's great, but he's doing that, you know, kind of half the time or less at the moment. So he, he's, he's a GPP kind of pivot play and, and hope he has a big one. But if you want safe money, then you pl- probably play Jay Crowder. Absolutely, brother. Let's slide over to the other side. We have the Boston Celtics now. Uh, you know, they're going to have to make some adjustments um, in this one. I mean, we're talking about a team that even when they're playing well, they're, they're you know, they're not losing necessarily by much, man, uh, in these games. You know, they're, they're tight ones in the losses that they're taking. Uh, you know, this has been a couple three-point losses in this series already, um, and they're going to be competitive no matter what. So, you know, I, I touched on Tatum last night. He ended up doing exactly what I thought he would. He finished well. Uh, he had an awful start. I believe at one point uh, it was almost halftime. The guy didn't even get a bucket yet. Uh, but he ended up still finishing with an absurd 28 points when you think about how that game script actually went and finished with 52.25 DK points. So I absolutely love this dude. He is going to be in my lineups. He's not going to be in my captain spot, but I'm going to find the way to make room for him. Uh, and if not him, it's going to be Jalen Brown for me. Those are the two guys I have the most interest in. I haven't been touching Kemba Walker, uh, you know, maybe a fault to my own. And sometimes I feel like I'm getting burned by it. But, I, you know, what? I'll live with it. I think more often than not, avoiding Kemba has been, you know, being fairly well for me. Uh, who are you really looking at for Boston, though? Yeah, sure. I mean, Tatum's the obvious play. Um, as you said, I'm not going to play him in my captain spot either at 15-9, but um, yeah, utility spot at 9-7, that's that's no problems at all. Uh, and as you said, he had a, an absolutely shocking start to game four. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was hearing the commentators saying he looked uh, sore, he looked tired, he looked 
injured possibly, and I didn't see any of that. I just saw a bad game. He just wasn't shooting well. He couldn't hit his shots. Um, he was a little slow off the dribble, but, you know, he, he put all that to bed with that game, uh, quarter three. So um, no problems going back to the well for him in utility, not for captain. My captain options, honestly, it's it, you could probably throw a blanket over the other um, three main guys, uh, maybe even four. I mean, Walker, Brown, uh, Smart, and, and maybe even... Gordon Hayward uh, in the captain spot if you wanted to spend down and, and really get some studs in in utilities. Um, probably Brown is is where I'm leaning the most at 13-8, and that still allows you to get some some good players in around him. Yeah, I mean, I just love the rebounding upside that we've been seeing from both of these wings between Tatum and Brown. They've been getting it done. Uh, they both have tremendous scoring upside as well. Um, I haven't been playing smart, and especially with the return of Hayward, it's kind of you know steering me clear. We got the you know the double-digit assists, the peripheral stats that we needed from him, uh, but the shot attempts uh, they're not necessarily going to be there as much for him with Hayward back in this lineup. Yeah, yes, he's coming off the bench, uh, but we have to factor in he's sharing usage with Kemba, Brown, and Tatum in that starting lineup. And when we're talking about second units, when you know Kemba comes off, Smart might stay on and play some point. He's still sharing some usage with Gordon Hayward. Uh, and one of those other guys probably staggering around as well. So I'll probably steer clear of Smart. I don't mind looking at Hayward, though. And those are probably where I'm going to cut it off is those three guys not playing Wanamaker now with Hayward back in. We've kind of seen those minutes evaporate for him. So for me, it's just going to be Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and they're all going to be probably used in the utility spot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look, personally, I'm still playing a bit of Kemba. Um, he, he's averaging 35 DK points for this um, for this series against the Heat. So, uh, you know, it's a little up and down. Game two was a good one. Um, game three, he, he would be under this salary if, if you picked him up there. But uh, I still don't have any problems playing Kemba. Uh, you know, maybe it's a pivot away from Jalen or, or Gordon. All right, brother. We will uh, we'll shift gears a little bit. Be, uh, before we jump into the main slate, though, uh, just let me give another quick shout out to my bookie. And if you guys haven't already heard us talk about this a billion times, you must be plugging your ears because we are talking about them a billion times. And it's because it's absolutely worthwhile. So uh, go check out my bookie. Use that promo code D. Uh, I'm sorry, Hoopball, H O O P B A L L. Uh, get 100% deposit match on your initial deposit. So if you deposit $100, they will give you a free $100 to play with and i don't know if you like free money if you don't like free money whatever it is um let me just make it a little bit better for you this weekend they are doing one of their other odds boost contests so uh it's nearly free money wagers guys i don't know if you remember opening night when you know you've seen a couple of those sites do it for football where they gave the chiefs like a 54 point spread and just gave you free money well, uh, you know, my bookie's doing something like that this weekend. So if that wasn't enough for you to already go over there and use that promo code HoopBall, let it be now because you're getting free money this weekend. It's literally free money. And then you deposit and you get more free money. So go check them out, guys. Promo code HoopBall. And we'll jump right into this, man. It's pretty much going to be the same exact spiel from me when I'm talking Miami. I like them on this slate. Uh, I'm going to have some shares. I'm looking for Miami to close this out. I'm looking at the exact same guys. Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Bam uh, are the main three guys I'm looking at Miami. But it kind of switches gears. You know, Tyler Hero uh, and Dragic, almost the exact same price now, 7,107 I kind of like the pivot to Dragic. I will have shares of both of them. I don't even mind playing both these guys in the exact same lineup. Uh, but with a salary that close, with how hot T- Hero's been, as much as I love this kid, I'm expecting him to draw some pretty heavy ownership. 
so in my tournaments, I'm kind of leaning Dragic, but let me get your let you let me get your take on this one. Uh, took the words out of my mouth. Uh, everyone will be flying to Hero here because of the the big game he's just had, and you know it wasn't just a big DK points game. It was so obvious what he was doing while you were watching that game. Um, it was it was like the evolution of a player right in front of your eyes, and and that's going to draw a lot of ownership. So between those two guys, uh, yep, I'm probably leaning towards Dragic, and I've been playing a lot of Dragic in this series anyway. Um, you know, he's he's averaging around about 35 DK points, um, 7,100. That salary's fine, and, and I just think he's probably got a safer floor. Um, although, you know, Hero is just is coming up fast. So, yeah, look, probably just on ownership, it's, it's Goran tonight. Um, Jimmy Butler, eh, not really. Uh, at 8,200, you know, that's a decent price for Jimmy Butler, but he just seems to be... Um, or he even said himself that he's actually, you know, letting his his guys around him get into the game for the first two or three quarters. And when a guy comes comes out and says that, um, as well as having to deal with this Boston defense, I, I probably don't want too much to do with him at the moment. Yeah, I just think with him and Bam's price being so similar, give me the guy in the way better matchup. It's it's that simple for me. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about Crowder and Duncan before. It's reverse for me. I'm the maid slate. Uh, Duncan's $1,400 cheaper. I know you said Crowder's much safer, and he is, maybe for, for cash. But a $1,400 discount um, makes me lean a little bit more towards Duncan in my tournaments. I don't feel that same way in cash. I don't think I'll have either one of them in cash, to be honest. But uh, for my tournaments, I think I would prefer Duncan Robinson over Crowder for that $1,400 savings, allowing me to spend up in a few other spots. But how do you feel about them? Uh, look, I, I struggle to play Duncan a little bit. You know, obviously shooting dependent, and he's a fantastic three-point shooter, uh, no doubt about it. But uh, I, I just think, uh, you know, Crowder can, can probably input in a few other different ways. And Duncan, if he's not hitting his shots or he doesn't get those shots for one night, then you, you've kind of blown that salary for me. So, yeah, I, I will have a little bit of Duncan Robinson, but I would probably lean towards Jay Crowder as a, a just, as I said, a bit of a safer option. Um, what, one thing to check here is, is Bam Adebayo did not look right. That that wrist did not look good. I know he's not listed on the injury report at the moment, but uh, it's something we have to watch out for, Mike. If he comes up uh, not suiting up in this game, then we have to look at some of the um, real value players for the Heat who may come off the bench start and, or just play a whole lot more minutes. Yeah, exactly. And I, I should have mentioned that at the top, and I'm glad you brought that up, is that he was dealing with – uh, the wrist, I think it is, that's what they're saying, his wrist injury. Then, you know, you look it up, it's his arm, but I, I think it's his wrist uh, that was really bothering him. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not overly concerned. I think he's probably going to play through it regardless. I expect him to suit up. Um, I almost wish he had some sort of injury tag next to his name because that might scare people off of him. But if for some reason he sits out, just lock and load Kelly Olenek. Don't even think about it twice. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, honestly, I'm surprised he's not on the injury report because he did not look good. That he, he was that arm was dangling for, for a good five or ten minutes. He, he was he looked barely unable uh, to, to really do much. Um, but it's Bam. He'll probably fight through it. It's, you know, the conference finals. So let's see uh, what happens before that that tip off. Closing the series out allows you to get that extra day's rest. So, uh uh, let's hope for it, man. Uh, I think he wants it too. Uh, let's sort of shift gears. Um, I'm going to be pretty quick with this one uh, on the Celtics. I said Tatum. I said Brown. I said Hayward. Those are the only three guys I'm looking at. 
Uh, I prefer Tatum and Brown and then Hayward in that order, depending Brown and Hayward are a little bit closer, like a, you know, two A two B sort of thing, depending on what that extra discount and salary allows you to spend up on with $1,300 difference. Uh, but that's it for me, man. Uh, I'm not playing Walker with Brown $400 more than him. And I'm not playing smart with Hayward $400 cheaper than him. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. So I'll pass it over to you. If you have anything else. Uh, no, not really. Uh, the only thing my brain does there is just plays the pivot odds a little bit. So, you know, if you were playing a ton of Brown, maybe you play smart in a few lineups just to pivot away. Or if you're playing a ton of Brown, you, you sorry, Walker, you, you might pivot away to smart or, you know, that, that type of thing. But uh, yeah, no, generally other than that, you nailed it. Yeah. And that's, that's it, man. I, I can't get to those guys with, uh, you know, hero and Dragic, both those guys around the same price sandwiched right in the middle between Walker and smart. So that's kind of where I'm falling on them. Uh, and I will be playing a ton of Dragic, like I just said. So just, you know, kind of negates a little bit of Kemba Walker for me. Yeah, uh, sure. We'll shift. We'll switch over there. We got Denver versus LA. There's obviously no spread or game total yet released. Uh, tonight's was a 214 overall uh, game total with the Lakers being favored by six. And I say tonight for the Thursday night game um, or Friday morning for you, Brenton. Apologize. I don't want to sit over here and act like, you know, everybody's in the, the East Coast with me. They're not. But, uh, you know, so, I, you know, I expect probably a similar total, a similar, similar spread as well. So we'll start with this Denver team. Uh, we have Jokic, we have Murray, both these guys. Seeing a nice little price boost. Uh, Jokic, 10-4, Murray, 8-7. Do you prefer one over the other? And, uh, or are you fading both of them? No, I could never fade both of them. Um, the, the way I've been building lineups for this uh, particular matchup is, is generally playing a, 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 a focusing in on Jokic uh, and the two studs from the Lakers and pivoting those three as my, um, you know, number one plays. And then uh, uh, then I'll drop some Jamal into, uh, you know, a smaller percentage of lineups, maybe 20 to 30% just to change it up away from those three big guys and see what I've got left to spend over um, because this is a totally different setup. Uh, the lineups uh, here to, to how you might target a single game Miami-Boston um, game. There, there, there's a lot more value there. There's a lot more mid-price options there, and you're not digging in the bottom of the barrel hoping, you know, a Lakers wing comes up big on one night because you've got to pay up for one of these studs, uh, you know, with, with your first selection. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm probably playing a fair bit of Jokic, I would imagine. Uh, that's what I've done in, in the game that's happening right now and, and kind of playing that across um, with, with, with some AD and with some LeBron. Absolutely, brother. Um, I'm kind of kind of in that same boat, man. I mean, uh, I'll have a little bit of shares with Jokic. I don't think I'm going to play him too, too, too much. I mean, I, it's kind of with that Kemba Walker. I just haven't been doing it in this series, and it's been doing just fine for me. You know, I missed out on that one massive game, but um, I'll eat that. I'm okay with that. You know, let that happen, and uh, I'm good. I'm, I'd rather spend up on these Laker guys. I'd rather spend down on Tatum, and that's kind of, you know, been my take for most of these series and i'm going to continue riding that one and if i prefer one guy over the other i prefer jamal murray over him and it's just because simply the price difference how well murray's been playing and the lakers are more susceptible to point guards it's just been a thing all years all year long um especially with dwight howard now entering that starting lineup that's not going to make jokic's life any easier i'm not saying you know dwight howard's you know in his prime anymore um but he's still a lot better than people give him credit for so I think that's definitely going to be a little bit of a difference maker. Um, not a massive one, but some, something enough where I don't want to pay that 10-4 salary. And then, 
you know, looking at some of these other guys between Grant, Millsap, Michael Porter Jr., all those guys lumped in that, you know, mid four to five K range, not touching Millsap. Uh, I bit that bullet way too many times. I'm off that train, but I will have some shares in Grant and I will have some shares in Porter Jr. And the main thing I like to look at with Porter Jr. is depending on how I'm game scripting these games. So, you know, I might build a few lineups where I'm leaning heavily on that first game, uh, getting a lot of shares in Miami and Boston. Uh, you know, even if I'm kind of semi stacking it. And if that's the case, I'll probably lean some Porter Jr. Uh, just simply hoping that this game gets out of hand. They let Porter Jr. just do his thing and get his shots up. Um, and when games that they're trailing, you can guarantee that this dude's not going to be shy. And they'll probably have double digit shot attempts. So uh, that's the kind of way I'm, I'm approaching those those three guys. Um, let me hear it, though, from you. Do you prefer any you know one um, over the other for those three? Oh, uh, yeah, it's Porter Jr. as well. Uh, as you said, Millsap's fallen off. Uh, it's just a series. It's not a series. It's not the series to be playing Paul Millsap. Um, Jeremy Grant, you know, had a, had a really big game the other night, which was awesome to see. He looked really aggressive. I saw him, you know, take LeBron on on the dribble really easily and just blow by him, which was fantastic to see. Um, be interesting to see. I'm not watching the game right now, so uh, interesting to see what he does uh, after that big game to see if um, he can back it up. But I'm, I'm not particularly chasing those points. For me, in order, that would be MPJ because of the scoring and bunches ability. And, you know, he, he's got the ability to get to 7x value on his night, whereas Millsap and Grant, I would go Grant and Millsap, um, you know, in that order. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., that kid, that's a sweet stroke. And, you know, I was... Let me ask you this. If you had to pick one guy to, uh, you know, take right now, you know, you're in a rebuilding franchise. Do you take Porter Jr. or Hero? Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, I'd probably take Hero. Um, and that's because Hero is showing the ability to do so much more than just shoot the ball. He's, you know, basically running the second unit. They, they might, This is Miami Heat. Miami Heat are trusting a 20-year-old to run the second unit basically as the point guard. And and that's unbelievable for a guy who was really just looking like a catch-and-shoot shooter at the start of the season. So, uh, yeah, short answer, hero. That's crazy because I'm like almost 30 years old and my, my girlfriend doesn't trust me getting the mail. Uh, and here you got Tyler Hero running second unit and getting all the offense ran through him uh, in a playoff game wild where uh, people could be at in life but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh we'll keep it looking or keep it moving uh the next two guys or three guys we could talk about would be these little guards uh you know whether it's gary harris uh monte morris and tory craig i prefer monte morris out of the bunch uh was talking about that with aaron last night he was pretty high on gary harris um i was not touching gary harris i, I kind of preferred morris both of them are kind of underwhelming. Um, this was more or less for the showdown slate. But I will say Monte Morris, five points, uh, four assists, two rebounds. To Gary Harris is three points, two rebounds, one steal. So relatively close, but we're just getting a little bit of that salary discount when we're talking about Morris, $500 cheaper. Uh, none of them are very overwhelming plays, but I guess if you wanted a dumpster dive, uh, you could look that way, but I think more people would probably just end up playing Dwight Howard for a hundred dollars more, which we'll, we'll get to. But do you uh, do you have any of these guys on your radar? Or are you just avoiding them all? Uh, no, Mon- Monte Morris has been in a lot of my lineups lately, and uh, you know that's only where I, where I need some real salary relief, a low end salary guy. He's been doing just fine at this price. Um, you know getting regular minutes. He's, he's basically one of the only guys around this salary who is getting re- regular minutes. So apart from Dwight Howard, as you mentioned, um, 
I'll play Morris while he continues to do that. He's not going to blow through the roof and, um, you know, score your 30 DK points. But if you need to save some dollars, he's a perfectly fine option. Uh, Not playing Gary Harris, though. All right. Let's move over to the Lakers side of the ball. Uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, two top guys that we always need to talk about. Fixture of the Lakers. uh, One's 11K being LeBron, Anthony Davis at 10-7. Salaries are starting to get a little bit closer. Uh, and when that happens, I just generally lean more towards LeBron. You know, I, I'll lean towards Davis when the discount is, you know, worthwhile. I think last game it was about like a say $800 uh, difference. And at that point, I was leaning more towards Davis, started this game off real hot. Um, and I was also talking with Aaron last night. And the one thing that worried me about the potential of Dwight Howard entering the starting lineup is limiting Anthony Davis's rebounds. And we are seeing that tonight for sure. As Dwight Howard right now, I believe the game is at the end of the third quarter, about to start the fourth. Dwight Howard has 11 rebounds. Anthony Davis has one. Uh, wow. you know, this is yeah, this is going to be and Anthony Davis. You know, I wasn't expecting that. And I mentioned it, you know, right when we were talking about Dwight Howard, I was expecting a bounce back. because He only had two rebounds the game prior. Uh, but Dwight Howard's definitely going to limit that. They're going to have uh, Anthony Davis take advantage of this perimeter a little bit more. Dwight Howard really needs that paint. He needs to kind of clog the lane to be effective. Um and so that for that all those reasons, I'm going to lean more towards LeBron in this matchup. I'll play him for the $300 more. Uh, do you prefer one of those guys over the other? Or are you kind of in the same boat? I preferred Anthony Davis until everything you just said. <laughs> well, hey, listen, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, if, if I was a betting man and if I went on there and they said the over/under for Anthony Davis's rebounds were four, believe me, I'm taking the over. I don't think he's going to put up uh, a game where you know he had two the game prior. He's got one right now, about to enter the fourth quarter. I'd be shocked if he has anything less than seven or eight in the next one. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's definitely a real factor for me. And and with all those reasons, you know, put the doubt to rest and just take the guy that is the king of basketball for three hundred dollars more, who we know can triple double any given night. Um, just makes the, the decision a little bit easier when I kind of I break it down a little bit. But uh, we still have some other good pieces that we can look at. I mean, we just talked about that Dwight Howard probably going to be the the chalk player of the night, thirty six hundred on this two game slate. I mean, I don't think you can really avoid him at this point if he's going to keep starting with the game he just had. I expect his ownership to be through the roof, but it almost feels like a free square. Yeah, it totally does. And as you said, you know, it gets the start tonight. That, that'll probably keep up depending on results. And as I said, I'm not not over this game that's playing at the moment. But look, on, you know, starting, that's great. I probably don't see his minutes actually increasing that much. You might be able to tell me I'm wrong right now uh, if you if you still got those stats at hand. But, um, yeah, I think um, 3,600, like you said, it's, it's just a free hit. Um, have a go at him. No problems. He's going to be high owned. But, uh, you know, you could probably – not find much else around this salary other than who did we mention Monte Morris, um, who's going to play decent minutes. So no problems. Um, what about the, uh, the usual spin cycle that is KCP and Danny Green? Have you got any interest in either of these guys? No, I don't need to go there anymore. I mean, outside of tournaments, when you want to get uh, some exposure to this team and low ownership guys, now that, you know, Dwight Howard's going to be the chalk and, uh, we're talking about minutes wise. I know you just brought that up. He's got 22 right now, man. And okay. the fourth quarter is about to start. So I'm, I'm not saying he's going to play 30, uh, but this is a dude that normally was getting it done as a value play at this price tag when he was playing 13, 14, 15. Um, he already got an extra eight minutes more than he did in the game prior. And he might actually see, might actually see an extra two to three minutes uh, in this fourth quarter. If that's the case, you're, you're talking about a great value. And 
you know, for that reason, in cash games, it doesn't make any sense to go to anybody like Caruso, Green, or KCP when you could just get Dwight Howard uh, as your main value play and just feel comfortable about it. But I, I could see the pivot in tournaments. Uh, yeah, I don't love them. Same thing with Kuzma. Probably won't play Kuzma either at 4,200. Um, we'll have plenty of shares of Rajon Rondo, though. I can guarantee that. 5,200, the way this guy's been just playing. He's just been straight balling in the bubble. Um, and I'm cool with it ever since he returned in that Houston series. Uh, he's been a great value play. So at 5,200, I think he makes sense cash in tournaments. We know the upside he has. Uh, and I will definitely have some shares. So I think the main guys I'm going to be looking at the Lakers will be LeBron, Rondo, Howard. Uh, probably a little bit of Davis here and there as a pivot uh, off LeBron. And then you can look at, if I had to prefer... Danny Green or KCP, I'd probably pick KCP, and I wouldn't feel great about it. And that's only going to be in tournaments. But uh, do you uh, do you see anybody else uh, on this team? I know. Uh, actually, let me get your take on Rondo. Are you going to play Rondo first? Yeah, uh, 5200. I mean, on this slate, you know, we're, we're so limited, and and then you know he's been playing just fine in the bubble. He's you know doing the playoff Rondo thing, and and. Averaging 25 DK points, so 5,200, sure, you play him. He's got the ability to hit shots any night and and burst right through that salary. So uh, Rondo at 5,200, I'd probably have more faith in that than than MPJ at five. Um, And just on a consistency basis, that is. And, yeah, the other two guys, it's, I don't know, flip a coin between KCP and Danny Green. One goes off one night, one goes off the other. Although I will say they're both a little bit more consistent in this series. So it's worth having a... a a look at them, them if you think you need to save the, what is it, $900. I agree. All right, brother. That is cool, it. We got, we got through the difficulties. Look at that. You know? <laughs> we did it. We, we made it. We made it. We're, you know, through the fear of spiders, uh, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the technical difficulties, uh, the off the rails conversation, we, we got through. Um, we are done. So, uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening. If you guys have a quick moment and you can give us a quick follow on Twitter, we'd much appreciate it. We're happy to help anybody that we could. If you want to shoot us some messages or some tweets, you could find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Breton at Terrain72, T-E-R-R-A-I-N-7-2. Did I get that right? You got it, man. I didn't even write it down, man. You think I'd be a good host to just write it down so I didn't have to guess? <laughs> But uh, I'm not. I like to live life on the edge. I'm a GPP player, so I'll, I'll do that. And if you give us a five-star thumbs up, rate, review, that means the world to us. allows our sponsors to let them know, hey, people like us. Uh, and it also allows us to make that constructive criticism adjustment when we see what you guys are thinking, what you like, what you don't like. We want to just provide the best content that we could possibly could for you guys. Uh, and we take everything uh, to heart, whether it's good or bad, guys. Uh, we will make adjustments for you. Uh, that is all we have for you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, Brenton, you want to take us out? I think you did a good job last time. Oh, man. You throw me under the bus again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to NBA DFS today with Michael Potria, Brenton Eckersley, and we are out of here. We'll catch you next time. Love it, man. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.